Hello, everybody. Welcome to Into the Fatherverse. My name is Tim. I'm accompanied by Clay and Fred. And unfortunately, Trey couldn't join us today. He's doing family stuff. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about what we've been up to, which is um, I've, I've actually been up to something. So I got something to talk oh, about. It's, it's, it's oh, new. Finally, I just say <laughs> no, nothing, nothing. Um, yeah, we're going to talk about the WandaVision season finale. Maybe did you guys watch it. I did. I did. Okay, oh, great. So we'll good. talk about that and spoiler alert there. All right. And then we're going to talk about a big hack that happened worldwide, right? Or was it just in America? No, it was international. It was international. Wow. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so we're going to talk about that too at the very end. So stay tuned for that. Uh, Clay, what have you been up to? Oh, yeah. So this week is the same as always. I haven't had much time to actually play some video games, which is what I, I would prefer to do. <laughs> but as, 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 uh, we mentioned off air. Uh, I actually went to the theater this weekend for the first time in what feels like a lifetime ago. <laughs> so um, first, I, on Friday it was my my anniversary, so I took my wife to to the movie theater, and we went and, and watched. Uh, there was nothing really good, <laughs> like <laughs> uh, at least nothing seemed to be really good on, on, on the on the cinema. But um, we we. We were torn between uh, Raya and the Last Dragon, which is the new Disney animated movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's, there's this movie we ended up watching that's called Chaos Walking. Uh, it has uh, Tom Holland, Daisy Ridley, and I think... What's what's this guy called? He's on, on, on the Kojima game. Uh, Matt Mickelson, I think it's the same. Uh, so... Yeah, we went to, to the movie theater. It was bizarre. Um, thankfully, there was no one there. We, we were actually the only two people at the cinema. That's always nice. I love that. Yeah. So, so. I, how, how was it? And more importantly, and I'm probably going to get flamed by anyone who listens to this, but thankfully, not many people do. Uh, I think <laughs> Daisy Ridley is a bad actress. Like, I don't know. Right? I've only Well, I've only seen her in the Star Wars movies, and they sucked. Yeah. Like, she was... Of all the people in like the new Star Wars movies, she was the weakest, in my opinion, like the mm. weakest actor actress in it. The, the... But I, I haven't seen her in anything else, so was that Same. part of her direction, or is she just that bad of an actress? Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. Like, is she like Kristen Stewart all over again? Where like her Kristen, whatever the fuck her name was. Yeah. Like you know, like it, it, is it just gonna take a little while, or was it just bad? Right. A bad. Okay. Uh, uh, typecast. Based on, on this movie, I couldn't tell you. Uh, I actually enjoyed her performance in, in Star Wars movies, but I don't know. I'm not, I'm not like... It came and I, went for me. She had her moments where I was like, oh, yeah. okay, this is good. And then there's somewhere it's like, wait, is that her bad acting or was she told to do that? So. Yeah, I don't, I, I, like, <laughs> I, I, I couldn't say uh, because uh, based on that, because we don't know if, if it's uh, the part of it's her, but in this one, it's actually kind of tricky for me to say because there's two main reasons right the first reason is uh, she was playing uh she was playing a character that barely speaks mm-hmm. uh, i i don't think she speaks for the first half of the movie and when she does uh it's like she's she's not very talkative like that's 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 the part they gave her so uh she uh, for what for what is worth i think she performed well but there wasn't that many action uh not action but like acting bits where gotcha. or acting scenes where she would have to flex their 
her acting muscles, so I wouldn't know. And so secondly, it remains a mystery. <laughs> yeah, and secondly, uh, the movie we watched was actually, it, it was dubbed, so it was in Spanish. Oh, uh, okay. And okay. when, I don't, I don't usually like to watch dub movies, mostly because the dub actors aren't usually not as good as as the performance they were, the actors are doing on their main language, right? So I wouldn't say, because... Uh, Half of the of the acting was by someone else. So, and when you say you haven't gone to the theater in a while, is that because of just like personally you haven't gone, or was that pandemic related, or has that been like yeah, way longer than that? Nah, it's it's mostly because of the pandemic. Oh, okay. I, I I used to go at least once a month. Uh, I actually live about two hours away from the nearest cinema, so mm. I I would I would have like back in the day I would have gone a lot more if it was nearby but since it's two hours right. away I, I went like once a month something like that so yeah I, we wouldn't uh, we wouldn't we w weren't able to to go because of the pandemic like most theaters were closed mm -hmm. they just recently opened them and still we were we weren't feeling it really because right. of the whole thing right but uh yeah we, we watched that on friday uh, it was it was all right it was a serviceable movie very very <laughs> entertaining entertaining and Wait, what's I don't know what what I I know English I swear. So it was I I had fun with it. Um, I'm it, new here. Yeah, it was it was a uh, young adult uh, type thing, right? Mm -hmm. But but so when we started watching, I was like, oh yeah, I know how this is going to go. Like it's gonna end on a cliffhanger, and we're gonna have to wait for a whole trilogy of this crap. But no, uh, they actually it was based on three books. And they managed, like, they changed all of it because I, I read the Wikipedia for the books. Mm -hmm. They basically changed the whole story to make it fit into a single movie, which, uh, to be honest, I read the so Wikipedia. Say, how, how, how bad did that work out or good? Uh, I don't know, man. Like, it's mid. It's just a mid-tier movie. Like, it's not nothing to write home about. But I think uh, reading the Wikipedia page, uh, I'm just glad they did it in one go because the extra things that uh, were supposed to happen were sounded just boring and like every other young adult movie there is hmm. uh this is basically the premise is um uh, daisy ridley crashes on this planet that was supposed to be colonized by humans a long time ago and turns out there's only men all the women are dead for some mysterious reasons that get exploring uh, later and uh, the, the men in this world have something called the noise, which is basically <clears throat> uh, everything they think about gets transmitted, like everyone can see it. So if I think about snake, you would be able to see a ghostly looking snake around my head. And everything I say in my mind, everyone's able to hear. So men had to had to get used to that, to everyone knowing their, their thoughts at, at all times. And since she's a woman, she doesn't have to deal with that. So, yeah, uh, it goes places. Uh, things happen, and it ends. And, <laughs> and there's credits. And, uh, wow. Yeah. yeah, and there's credits, and there's Tom Holland being Tom Holland. Yeah. You know, this 20-something uh, pretending to be a teenager, as, as you do. I just realized that I had moved my webcam, so I look like I am like holding a meeting with you guys right now. Like I got my dad, and then my microphone looks like it's seriously like two thirds my body. <laughs> I was gonna say like that's a big ass you, microphone. That thing looks massive. <laughs> yeah, it does. 
Oh man, I didn't know I did that. You look but, like you like you're missing your your tie and your suit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're probably wondering why I called you all here today. Uh, <laughs> wait, grab your water bottle and put it next to that microphone. Like, how big is that microphone? Oh, okay, it's a big ass microphone. It is actually it legit big, but the perception is much bigger than it really it's is. A, like, here's my hand. Line, right? I mean, you know, yeah, yeah. Fred, what have you been up to? It's not oh, a wait, phallic wait, wait. symbol, guys. Let's move on. I'm not done. <laughs> so something else I did uh, today, as uh, as I was mentioning, I, I actually went two times uh, to the movie theater this weekend. I uh, Today I went and watched The Lord of the, of the Rings re-release on mm -hmm. IMAX. And okay, it was as good as you would expect The Lord of the Rings to be in a movie theater. It was awesome. I actually never had the chance to to experience them in the movie theater before. It was all three? No, it was just the first one. Oh, okay. So I'm <laughs> going... Like, and, and you're, yeah, you're no. out of the theater no. today? No, I would be dead <laughs> right now. I wouldn't be here. First of all, we would have started like at 6 a.m. and we would still be there mostly. But yeah, uh, it was... Uh, I like it a lot because I didn't get to experience that. Actually, uh, I was a kid. So uh, those are my favorite movies of all time. Uh, the, Lord, the the mm -hmm. original Lord of the Rings trilogy, and actually uh, I knew nothing about them when I was a kid. And the first, the very first time I went to the movie theater, my uncle uh, uh, suggested we watch uh, Return of the King. So I actually the first Lord of the Rings movie I watched was the the last one, mm -hmm. and after that I, I fell in love with it. How old were you? I was like, I don't know, uh, it was in 2003, I think, right? So I should have been like 12. Did he recommend that because it had the most action and for as young as you were? Because I know like Fellowship is like probably the most boring, like action wise. No. It starts uh, off very slow. Yeah, yeah but uh, like at that time, we, we watched it in the cinema. So that was the only one that it's was, just the one that was out. Yeah, it, okay. it was the only one that was out. And actually, he wasn't a fan. He just. Thought like, oh, this one looks cool, so let's right. go watch this one. And I was just went. curious. I'm trying to get my, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying and to get my kids it. into I, it, and I played I, Fellowship, and yeah. they all walked away. Yeah, I, don't know. <laughs> I mean, okay, I, Fellowship of the Ring is like I am a huge Star Wars or ooh, Lord of the Rings nerd. Sorry, talk about <laughs> Daisy Ridley, but no, like I'm a huge Lord of the Rings fan, and like there are parts of Fellowship of the Ring where I'm just like, <laughs> so. especially parts that weren't from the book there's a lot of dialogue yeah. scenes where it's like mm -hmm. this didn't need to be added and it's very boring why would they do that but yeah it is, it is a slow movie <laughs> actually um, i'm 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 ashamed to to tell you this but i i fell asleep on the movie theater today <laughs> <laughs> it's the first time i i i have watched uh the fellowship like uh, at least 15 times already and I've, it's the first time I, I fall asleep probably because i'm 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 actually sick. I've been sick this whole weekend, so uh, I didn't sleep well last night. But yeah, he's, he's got COVID, and he went out in public with it. <laughs> no, I had this horrible cough. I do not have. To, we're, it's only like our sixth episode, and now we're gonna get canceled. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I went to watch that. Uh, the first movie I watched was the third one. I after that I was blown away because it was my first ever movie. At the cinema and it was uh, the first Lord of the Rings movie I watched uh, I went back and I actually after that I watched the second one 
and I saw uh, the fellowship last. So that's something that I did. I don't know why. I wish I could experience them like from the beginning. Like I knew Gandalf would come back since. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like oh, I was like, oh, what do you mean he's dying? Like he's, he's no lower movies I watched. But yeah. watching Star Wars in reverse. Like, who cares if Vader escapes? He dies anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's uh, that's what I've been doing. Uh, I actually, uh, also, I want to say uh, on IMAX, it looks awesome, but some of the scenic shots where they were like, uh, you know, where the, where the camera pans out and stuff like that, it looks kind of blurry, mostly because it's the screen's way too big for the movie the the Mm-hmm. trying to show at least that's what i feel they upscaled it for you know or yeah. they remastered it for you know the the 50 foot screen not the 500 yeah. foot screen <laughs> yeah yeah and and i'm sure uh i'm i'm pretty excited about getting the the ultra hd disc release uh to watch in my house because i'm i'm sure it will look better on my 4k tv than I, that it did in the actual imax mm-hmm. but uh yeah i'm going back next sunday to watch uh Two Towers, and the Sunday after that to watch uh, the Return of the King of the King. Yeah, and please tell that, me, like, the, are are people there dressing up? Are are you gonna dress up? No, I'm not dressing up, and nobody <sighs> else is. Well, if, then, if, even better, you should dress up while no yeah, one else is. I mean, if if, <laughs> if, if, if if I saw someone dressing up today, I I would consider it but since no one's doing it i'm not you need to be the person i guarantee there's other people there that are like damn i'm not gonna show up like this you'd get all the attention everybody would want the picture taken (laughs) with you it'd be perfect Uh, i would have to get a custom stuff i mean just just go grab a gigantic tree branch and just walk in with it (laughs) that's it nothing else (laughs) that would be awesome (laughs) but yeah um yeah, I love Lord, Lord of the Rings, and after, uh, also something I would like to discuss with Trey next week is uh, I actually re- read the first volume of Immortal Hulk, which mm. is uh, uh, as I, I've heard, it's a very very good run of, of that specific character, and I'm enjoying it very much. Mm-hmm. And explore it explores uh, the fact that Hulk, as, it, as the name says, he cannot die, so it it goes deeply into that and the effect it has on on Bruce psyche and stuff like that and it's pretty pretty good hmm. I, I like it I've heard it's a good series so. yeah it is so yeah that's all I've been doing and I'm not used to us having a lot to talk about for the what we've been doing section yeah, yeah <laughs> it's, it's, it's new that much stuff. usually we just go around the table going yeah no I didn't do anything yeah no <laughs> that's right let's go to the news <laughs> I mean we have to because there's no, not much news to uh, this week that's true yeah. that's true so Fred what have you been up to uh, so I actually have also accomplished a little bit this week <clears throat> as far as new games I was on of all the places Facebook Gaming um, hmm. I accidentally clicked on the tab. Does that exist? As yeah. it all goes. I haven't right. seen it for like two years. <laughs> Nobody deliberately goes there. I accidentally <laughs> clicked on it on my phone. And like the very like top game, someone was playing. And I just caught like a couple, like, you know, 30 second glance at it. And then later in the day, I was just like, hmm, that looked really interesting. So I spent all day arbitrarily Googling. It, it looked like um, Rust met or like Ark. Uh, meets 
Animal Crossing. So literally, I spent all day like Animal Crossing type survival game and just like finding it. And I finally found it. It is called My Time at uh, Portia. Portia. It is. Oh, I know, but it's, that it's game. pronounced Portia. Is it? I, I thought I've it was. Heard, I th- I've, so I'd I've been calling it. Portia. Yeah, it's well, Portia. So I, no, I'd been calling it Portia, but in game, if you talk to the mayor, the mayor clearly yeah, says, Portia. "Yeah, I think he's oh, yeah. actually the only one, though." Yeah, I haven't oh. played it. Okay, I've only made it like a little ways into the game, so yeah. Portia, Portia, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, that game, and um, uh, I've been playing. It's actually a lot of fun. I'm yeah, super, it is. It, it is crazy fun, and like. I was just looking it up because I wanted to know a little bit about it before I got on here, and I didn't realize it came out in 2019. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah, the, the sequel is coming out this summer actually. Oh, called really? My time at Sandrock. Yeah, but nice. it's not going to come to. I was reading it's not going to come to like Switch and some of the other stuff until 2022. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I I actually know about this game because back when Stardew Valley came came out for the Switch. Uh, after I finished that, I was I was on this uh, farm simulator kick, and I added that to my wish list in 2019. And to the, to this day, I haven't got around to actually buying it and playing it. So but, oh, okay, you said you were in a farm simulator kick. I just need to call out the fact that we hear a cow mooing in half of the episodes <laughs> coming from your side. I mean, it's not my cow, so <laughs> you know I, I want to experience it. Just as a cheap plug, yeah, my time at Sandrock is going to come out, I think, in beta mode maybe um, this summer, and it is going to have multiplayer. It's been kicked. Uh, there's a Kickstarter for it, crowdfunded somehow, um, and it will include uh, M player, which did not have in my time of Porsche, Porsche, Portia, whatever. <laughs> I really like it. Like I, I've only been playing it for a couple hours now. I'm only on you know, month one, day 18, I think at this point, and I'm probably playing it all wrong because I get impatient. So I'll throw stuff into the kiln and then I'll go sleep for the day just so I can wake up and it's finished. Yeah. Probably not how you're supposed to do it. But so I've been doing that a lot of fun. Highly recommend it. How much actual farming is there? Because I know it's more about about like building machines, stuff like that. I I mean, it's it it feels kind of like arc in those kind of games. Like where, you know, I needed to build I'm building a bridge right now for a construction project because, like, that's you—you you take contracts to build. That is a big core thing on it is building, and I needed, you know, hundred wood, this, that, the other. So, like, I just spent the day chopping down trees, going into the quarry, mining. I mean, it's very, you know, arc-esque in that regard. But there are contracts that you have to fulfill. Uh, to get paid because the whole object of the game is you know it's a survival ish based game you can kind of die I, when you when your health points hit zero you faint and then you wake back up in front of your house mm-hmm. which is pretty typical for farming yeah, simulation that's, games yeah. that's uh, a common trope mm-hmm. yeah so like <clears throat> it's very you know it you have to go out and gather and build stuff and complete contracts and you know that you'll get random letters from the mayor saying hey you know Sophie had a fence blow down at her farm. Can you, you know, blah? And it's like a little quest to do it. it it's actually a lot Qu- of fun. Question. Do you, uh, is the farm handed out to you by your dying grandfather or something like that? Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Yep. That, that, is, that is exactly it. Uh, that's, your, your, that's what happens dad. in all of them. Yeah. <laughs> your dad, yeah. actually. Farm simulators have been killing uh, granddads for <laughs> about 30 years <laughs> yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a pandemic in farming games. 
<laughs> you get sick and pass down a farm. <laughs> How it happens. My only complaint with uh, that game is that compared to like Harvest Moon or Story of Seasons or even Stardew, the characters look very wonky. Like they look like they're maybe drawn by like uh, Tim Burton. You know, they're, they're very yes, crazy looking. Yes, some of them are. In fact, there's one person um, that I hate going through one part of town because she's always standing there staring at you. And like, I don't know who animated it, but the eyes are not proportional and she does not blink. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think they just forgot to animate that. Like all of the other ones, they have somewhat familiar facial features. They blink and whatnot. Not this chick. She just stares you down. Yeah. And it's terrifying. Yeah, it, it really, um, for anybody wondering, it is on Game Pass and I believe PS Now. So if you have those, it's available on that. And it was actually an Epic game um, free. So if you had Epic, you could have got it back in December. I, I, I got it on Switch. It was on sale. And I, I used mm -hmm. the Nintendo like points. Mm -hmm. It was like 200 coins. Mm -hmm. um, so like it was very I mean, cheap. And it, again, it got released. Not a lot of talk about it because it's a, it's a very niche market. You know, you got to be into those life yeah. simulator games but yeah it's very good i like it i mean it's perfect like for me it's a perfect switch game and mm -hmm. i've been playing it non-stop and as soon as we finish with this that's what i'm gonna go do um and my time at sandrock looks like um about the same in graphics but it, a lot of improvement overall and like the other aspects so i'm excited for it i've thought about contributing just so i can get in early yeah after after playing this and finding out that there's a sequel in the pipeline, I will definitely hop on that bandwagon because it's fun. I mean, it's one of those games that uh, you can play as much or as little as you want. I like mm -hmm. those kind of games. Yeah. I, I was actually talking with uh, Lorian earlier, and I have a problem with games like Skyrim, Doom all these other games i get right up to the end and then i don't i don't finish it i don't complete the main campaign i don't kill the final boss because i don't want it to end and so mm -hmm. i just have like hundreds of games that i've gotten up to like the boss and then i just won't i won't fight them that's pretty so, common i have that problem too with a lot of my games yeah, especially so like, when they're rpg if you have the option to branch off i absolutely do yep so that's why i kind of enjoy these kind of games that don't really have a uh an end goal per mm -hmm. se. So yeah, I've been doing that. And then obviously Smite is always gonna be on it. I'm I'm working on getting the new goddess to Diamond. And it's my goal. I'm halfway there. Um I'm thinking about making like a little clip that every time we mention like Smite, like it pops up on there, like you know, like big fanfare, like fireworks and music, <laughs> like da -da 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 Smite and yeah. Hey man, it's <laughs> The game has been around since 2013, and it is still like one of the top 10 games in the world. So I, I did get around to downloading it. Yes, you just trigger a smite discussion right now. The mandatory smite discussion. <laughs> yes, yes, we have to. Now, I mean, like that's probably always going to be on my list of things that I've done. And then let's see, and nothing like fun and exciting to talk about i got a new mac for work i've never touched a mac i hate apple products i'm sorry they're too expensive um for what you're getting but i've always said that if someone would give me one for free i would use it and so i got my company to give me one and i'm not gonna lie it's it not terrible to use there's a bunch of like the little macros from pc or my yeah, windows based computers that i'm used to that don't they don't exist on 
the Mac, but I'm struggling. I'm not used to it. So I've been spending a lot of time trying to figure out that's actually what I'm doing right now while we're talking. I'm over here fiddling with it, trying to figure out how to use it properly. I do have an iPhone, um, but my only experience outside of that with an Apple product is that my kids do have iPads for school. They're all given an iPad. So that's been their experience. Yeah. And other than messing with this thing, just reading up on what we'll be talking about later. That's kind of the... Uh, yeah. The hacking? Yeah. Oh, uh, my AC went out, so yeah. I don't oh, know. man. Who cares? <laughs> that sucks. Thankfully, it's a good time of year for it to happen. Yeah. Anything else? Been up to? That is on it. a roll. All right. I know. I, literally nothing at all. So, like, I haven't been up to a whole lot, but I have been playing, keeping in theme with the rest of our discussion. I've been playing Harvest Moon One World. It just released a couple days ago. Um, it's pretty fun. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar. Harvest Moon, another farm simulation game, obviously. But it's not the same as the old Harvest Moon. Because the original company got bought and they separated. So the real Harvest Moon... Uh, I'm done. That's all right. <laughs> We're moving on the clip shows. <laughs> No, the, the new one's called Story of Seasons, and it also releases in a couple weeks. So there's two new farming games coming uh, that are out are coming out. Um, and I've been playing Harvest Moon One World, and it's actually it's pretty good. It's um about it's kind of a combination of Stardew Valley and a mobile game, which is the only issue I have with it. Graphics look very poor. Like you would expect from like a, a mobile game, you know, cartoony. I, I'm looking at it right now, and I, for like a split second, I was like, "Is this RuneScape?" Yeah, yeah. It looks like they kind of. It looks like it was done by like an indie company. Um, Yo. But it, it's it's fun and it's very simplistic, which is what I like about it. And it still has the same Harvest Moon concept, which is where the, the emphasis on farming and expanding your farm, uh, getting the animals, and then building relationships with the town people. Um, the only big difference between this game and the previous games is that you can actually put your entire farm in your pocket as you do, you know, and then you can explore the entire world and just drop down your farm um, somewhere else. So it's pretty cool. It's a lot of fun. Hmm. So no. uh, have you played Stardew Valley? Yeah. Would you say it's uh, better or on par with it? Uh, I would say worse. Unfortunately, yeah. like Stardew Valley is way better than a lot of Harvest Moon games in general. So now I Story think... of Seasons, I like Story of Seasons. The, a lot of character development and interaction in that and the game mechanics are a lot better. I, I think actually Stardew took a lot of um, concepts from Story of Seasons, which is the former Harvest Moon. It's, it's really confusing, but yeah. Yeah, it's like this uh, spiritual sequel. Yeah, yeah, because it's by the original company. Yeah, they, 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 they took the all name. the yeah they took all the characters and then renamed some of them and redesigned some of them, but it's the same concept. So, yeah, that's what I've been up to. Oh, and then of course Wandavision. But you know, all right. So Wandavision, we all watched it. Yes. Awesome. What did you think? I I liked it. It was not. You know the greatest you know finale ever but it was good i mean it was it wasn't great it wasn't terrible it was just a good ending and i know that a lot of people 
because I, I saw all the hate. I didn't watch it till last night, and I saw all the hate online because there were so many people upset about it. It was like Game of Thrones level all over again. Yeah, I saw that you said that. What, what were people upset about? Because like in so, my circle, everyone loved it. Apparently, you know, the people on like Twitter and Reddit and whatnot had these grand hopes of what was going to happen. Like they were expecting Wanda to tear open a portal and like Magneto and Wolverine to walk through and that was going to be joining the two yeah. universes because, <laughs> you know, the uh, Pietro actor was the guy who played Quicksilver on the you know X-Men mm -hmm. movie. So they were really like, that's what people were hoping for, I guess. They were just they were hoping that this was introducing you know, the, uh, and that was definitely universe. Marvel's fault to have gone that direction and be like, actually, we weren't doing that. Oh, I mean, like, <laughs> they were so many people were trolling. I mean, even um, um, Paul Bettany, he had posted on Twitter, you know, look out for an epic cameo from one like one of my favorite actors and all this stuff. And like, everyone's like, oh my God, who could it be? Who could it be? It could be anybody. And then, you know, at the end of it, he, you know, he tweeted, he's like, hey, it was me <laughs> oh, <laughs> because there were geez. two of them. Yeah. Yeah, he was like, oh, I, I got to act with this amazing actor I've always wanted to work with. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was like, oh, and, and if you if you actually listen to the clip of him saying it, like, it's very clearly he's, he's talking about himself. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. this happened weeks ago, so uh, people had time to build all kind of crazy rumors and stories about it. That's pretty funny trolling. I like Oh, that. it was fantastic. Yeah. And, like, I think Marvel just took it and just went with it and everyone had these huge hopes and ambitions you know yeah. dreamed up and then it just it ended how it did and everyone yeah. was just like wait yeah. there's no magneto yeah what? i know they uh, they also mentioned like marvel mentioned this would bleed into uh the doctor strange movie which is mm -hmm. which is called multiverse of madness and now it is clear that uh it's maybe because one that would have something to do with that mm -hmm. but like people took it for like Oh yeah, so Doctor Strange is gonna show up. Yeah, There's gonna be multiple dimensions, and mutants will come back, and all that stuff. And and basically, the people are mad because what their theories didn't come to fruition. Yeah, but, it's gonna start wars all over again with like, yeah. well, that's not how I would have written it. Yeah, yeah. but like, <laughs> like if you were paying attention, like, because people were saying like, up to the point where where the story actually got uh on episode eight it was clear that they wouldn't add more characters or so like that because right. the story had to end and and it wasn't going that direction so i mean it would be kind of of silly to think like in in the last episode they would cram all these theories and all these characters or cameos which it wouldn't make any sense right. i actually I like a lot uh the the ending i think it was awesome yeah, I, I guess I, I'm lucky to have not been around a lot of that buzz because I went into it with reasonable expectations and I got what I was expecting. So, yeah, uh, yeah the only uh, thing I was a little let down by was the vision versus vision fight because it went really well for a couple minutes. And then he's like, actually, oh. I'm not the real vision. And he's like, wait, what? OK. <laughs> Yeah. So I I actually like that because that 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 I discussion like that discussion they have in the middle of the fight. Was, oh, that's great. That's fantastic. It was yeah. like the most vision thing to do. Like, mm -hmm. it was I mean, yeah, very it was, like, on brand. AI is actually talking, and like the best yeah. part was, uh, the 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 ship of uh, Theseus, or I think that's what it was. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's an actual like thing. They yeah, didn't just yeah. like make that up. That's an actual thing, yeah. and I thought that was really cool. 
I guess what I meant by like it was a little bit of a letdown is more like I feel like that should have been two episodes where we got a little bit more vision versus vision because that was a pretty epic fight. And then in the middle of chokehold, he's like, I'm not the real vision. And then they're like, let's elaborate. <laughs> it's like, oh, I guess that's over. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, 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 I actually enjoyed that part more yeah. than the actual fight. Yeah. That was and, pretty and, cool. And, and then he leaves and, and never comes back. So, <laughs> yeah, but like, uh, also, like, now canonically, uh, the vision, like, the real vision from the other movies is out there somewhere. Yeah. That's what I gathered from it, at least. Right. I just kind of like it because it reminded me of the um, Batman versus Superman. who's just like Martha, bam, over. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what kind of, yeah, it felt like it was written off real quick. Like, yeah. But I did like, I like the fighting and I like the dialogue scene. That was really good. I just wish it would have stretched it out a little bit more. Um, curious, like, what, what Agnes is going to do. Not to, like, cut you off, but... I'm curious how that's going to play in, because they deliberately left that, like, open. Cliffhanger yeah. there, so she'll be yeah. back. Yeah. That, that's I a think, very Marvel movie thing to do, yeah. is to not end the villain. Just be like, oh, still out there somewhere. So, you know. So, uh, I, I'm sure we, we're going to get more of uh, more of her in the future and i hope so I, she's I actually she's yeah, I, I really like that character like she yeah. was funny she was uh cartoonishly evil mm -hmm. <laughs> she had this, wily this, coyote yeah and i i really like it I, I hope she's back and the best part was she could acknowledge that she was a tv trope because yeah. of the nature of the show was that everything was a tv trope so she was yeah. very disney villainy you know like <laughs> yeah you know <laughs> i, I do like I, that yeah, I overall uh, enjoyed this a lot. Like they, they, they wanted to do something different and ori original, and they, and they pull it off. I think. What do you guys think about Phase Two? Do you guys think it's going to be as successful as you know Phase One has been, or do you think it's going to kind of typical Disney fashion crash and burn? You mean Phase Three or is it Four? I think we're no, at Four already. Better. It's at Phase four. four actually. Oh, it's Phase. Oh, okay. You guys know what I meant though. Yeah, like the post end game. Yeah, yeah, like going into the new. Because yeah, now we don't have Captain America. We don't have Iron Man. Uh, Hulk is kind of a mesh between the real Hulk and some new thing they've done. I mean, we may not have Black Widow. We don't know. Right, yeah. Although they killed off Vision and we're like, oh, Vision's gone. They're like, no, 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 we brought him back. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's here. <laughs> and we know, like, if you have seen the, the, the Loki trailer, trailer uh you actually see a shot of her so we don't know what's going what's going down yeah. there like if she is that some kind of illusion is she coming back uh, we, don't, we don't really know yeah like do you guys think the the next iteration or the next part of like the mcu is going to be good because i i have a feeling it's just going to go like bad. what do you mean do you think it's going to be successful money wise or like writing wise uh both and now money-wise, it, it's always going to be good. Disney yeah. doesn't do bad money-wise, um, except John and it's Carter. got a lot of good faith that people are writing off of, and that's yeah, always good for a brand. But so. like writing-wise, because I mean, like the Star Wars ones, uh, it, you know, it's a perfect way to compare it because it's a you know it's Disney, but it's you know Lucas Arts mm -hmm. or yeah, it was Lucas Arts, right? Either yep. way, um, Lucas Films, yeah, yes, Lucas Films. But like that was had good potential had good money behind it and it was just horrible writing and it was just you know they they, they milked it dry and 
I just think leadership matters. I think Kevin, what's his name? Kevin Fiegel, Kevin Feige. Feige, Feige yeah. I think. I yeah, think it's guy. already proven through, you know, three other phases that he knows what he's doing and he'll pull it off. I mean, he, he's taken yeah. Iron Man, who was a C-level superhero before this, and now he's like the one of the most well-known superheroes in the Marvel Universe. Mm-hmm. Not, you know, all due respect to, you know, Robert Downey Jr., who brought it to life, but I mean, like, somebody there had faith that they're like, this guy can be a lead character for a superhero that no one's known, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, Iron Man wasn't really a big deal outside of the comic books for, you know... There wasn't a lot of Iron Man shirts. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, do, you, do you think they can continue it without making it feel like it's the same old stuff? I ask that because, you know, no. uh, Thor Ragnarok, <laughs> they tr- they try too hard with Thor Ragnarok because of the success of the Guardians movies. Because they were super, you know, there's a lot of comedy in those movies and people loved that. And like Thor Ragnarok, they tried way too hard to make that funny. And to me, it was just not good. Like I, I see that happening. See, I, I like Thor Ragnarok. Like, was funny. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I think an example of the humor being adapted and failing would have been the Last Jedi. Well, no, no. I mean, yes. I just meant with the Marvel movies, but yeah, I, I think that as long as they understand that that was a very niche thing, that yeah, Guardians worked because of the director, not because they could just throw it into every movie. Um, then I think it'll be okay. Yeah, because I mean, like, I, I loved, well, like, so I liked Thor Ragnarok as far as, like, a movie goes, but there were so many, like, cringe-worthy parts where they tried to make it funny, mm-hmm. and the writing was just, it, like, it was a funny part, but, like, it just wasn't funny. Yeah, like, I think the, Thor Ragnarok had a lot going for it, though, like, visually really great, story was really good, but I think a, the humor was downplayed, as uh, as in, like, obviously it was a big part of the movie, but, like, there were so much other things going for it, it was okay. Mm-hmm. I just, I, I felt like they deliberately were like, ooh, I bet we could squeeze something, like, a <laughs> yeah. joke in here, and then it's like, no, yeah, that missed. This normal character will be played by Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like in that regard, fantastic. But like, yeah. I think the one part that like just like really missed with me was when Thor was trying to be funny while he was swinging around on the uh, the chains. Yeah, there's a lot of dialogue like that where it's like, oh, hold on a second. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that that entire thing. I was like, that's very like if you were Chris Pratt, you could pull it off, but you're not. Right. Although he has proven to be pretty funny, and I didn't take him for a funny person before. Like the Thor, like Thor in Endgame, uh, not counting the fat jokes, I didn't really care for that. But like his humor overall was really good, and his humor in you know Infinity War was really good too. His, his actual a, interaction with Chris Pratt was probably some of my funniest you know yeah. moments. Mm-hmm. He has a very good delivery. Yeah, his comedic lines. Uh, I, I mean, he's a good actor. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I am worried about how far these and, movies are going to go based off of, like, because now we're to, like, the bottom of the barrel superheroes that we can pull out. Like, yeah. they just introduced the second Captain Marvel, you know, in the WandaVision show. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're stuck with Ant-Man, which, I mean, great. Paul Rudd, love him and Ant-Man, great. But, like, who is Ant-Man? <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? He's no Captain America, you know? Yeah, yeah, but uh, at least... Uh, it's showing like they are trying to build a whole new roster of superheroes. Because mm-hmm. if you actually see their their goals, uh, the movies that are coming out are basically yeah, new new um, characters. Like they're 
uh, getting out the Eternals. Yeah, they're uh, they're new characters. They're like building this new phase based around. Yeah, new but see, heroes. Star Wars, brand new characters, whole new like slew of characters, but they just went back and redid the exact same storyline over and over and over yeah. again. I don't think we have to worry about that. And then they're I, gonna rehash anything. Yeah. I think uh, eventually it's bound to happen. Like uh, they they have had it too good for too long. To be honest, like yeah. uh, it's amazing what what they have pulled off, and eventually it will all come crashing. I, down. I mean, yeah, they're gonna like, have a, a couple misses yeah. here and there. I'm just yeah, we don't know when it, ha- when it will happen, but uh, as of now, I uh, I trust they will uh, try to do original stuff. Like because that's they mostly have pull, pulled it off. So I, I don't. Right now, I don't see a uh, reason to worry about, but we'll, I guess we'll see in about a year or so. For me, this pandemic was a, a, a good thing that happened. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, it, I benefited know. from it because, like... What a good time. Yeah, <laughs> we all enjoyed it. Thank God for the pandemic. Now, uh, but, like, I don't know about you guys, but I was kind of getting superhero movie fatigue. Like, they were coming out, like, every two months. Oh, yeah. And I was just kind of like, I have my, I gotta get my kids into this stuff. We had to like catch up to the end game, you know. It was a lot of movies, and then they were coming out with these characters, Captain Marvel, you know, all this stuff. And it was just like, I kind of want a break, <laughs> but if you get behind, it kind of sucks. You got it. So, and I got it. <laughs> Thank God for the coronavirus. Am I right, guys? I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I think all the bad stuff COVID aside I think the pandemic has actually been one of probably the greatest things that's happened in modern history because it's forced changes that we've never seen like I live in the middle of nowhere Mississippi and because of the pandemic it has literally forced this tiny town well this tiny state that is so behind in technology it's literally forced them into the 20th century yeah they still they still have ways to go but like it's forced their hand i love the changes that have happened to you know cinema i like how uh disney plus has been doing stuff i would i i kind of like the experience of going to the movie theater but like i wish there was another option I would happily like stay at home and spend instead of you know spending ten dollars on the movie ticket, spending fifty bucks to like watch it at home. And you know it's starting to happen with Disney Plus. Fortunately, none of the movies they've put out yet are worth the money, in my opinion. But I like that that's starting to become a theme now. Yeah, and just stuff like that. I'm I'm thoroughly enjoying it. You know, silver mm-hmm. lining, I guess. So uh, overall, we went off on a huge tangent, which yeah, is we fun. Did. <laughs> but like, what did you guys feel about the the season finale? Like, was it worth it for the nine episode build up, or were you kind of like, mm. yes and for me, no? Yeah, I like it. It was good. It wasn't great. I don't think it needed to be that long because at the end of it, you know, what all did we accomplish? Like, they introduced a new hero well maybe hero you know you assume you know new hero with um what is her name now uh you know moni carambo yes uh so they, they introduced her and you know she's got powers now they introduced i guess a future new villain or something i really don't know what she's going to be, you know, like what role she'll play. Cause like, she didn't really give me the vibe of like super evil villain, just more kind of a, a 
you know, chaotic neutral kind of person. But Agnes? Yes. Okay. I mean, I, I, I'm not too far up to date on comic books. So, like, maybe she is super evil. I don't know. But, like, I didn't get the vibe that she's going to be, like, a main antagonist uh, more. She has been rewritten through the comic books a lot. Um, she's been, like, a nanny. She's been, like, a guardian. She's been mm-hmm. evil. She's been, like, on Wanda's side. Almost like... Um, What's that woman in the Spider-Man universe, and she kind of controls different timelines? Oh, uh, Madame Web. Yeah, she and she kind of plays that role for Wanda a little bit in some comics. So that's kind of the nice thing about having her on that show was that she was kind of a blank slate. They could have done whatever; yeah. it would have been fine. Yeah, like I don't get the vibe that she's going to be some evil villain. I think she's just going to be an interesting new character, yeah. <laughs> and. I like uh, the setup of where they where Wanda ended up. Oh shit! <laughs> um, I I like how they set up this uh, Wanda polishing her her craft and and studying more about this this uh, witchcraft stuff and and how this opens up like I don't know future stories about her mm-hmm. and I don't know if you if you guys saw the 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 post credits scenes yeah so she's in this place she's studying uh, the book and she hears the voices of her kids which that opens up a lot of room for speculation theory crafting and and i don't know i just enjoy how she's not really a hero anymore she's kind of something else she's mm-hmm. doing her own thing she's not evil uh, or at least she's not a villain but she's doing <laughs> her own thing and i can see this uh uh like there's a lot of potential for it to be used uh, for a good storyline and i like uh how this how this show was basically it felt disconnected enough uh to so people can just watch it uh i know i know uh, these are characters that have been set up for for a long time and stuff but like it felt more like a, a single volume of uh, of a good run of a comic book like mm-hmm. i could easily see these being uh, a volume of a comic book uh one shot that people would recommend to me like i like how how closed off it's it kind of felt uh, it reminds you know, me of the ant-man movies it's in its own yeah. little world like yeah. it doesn't affect the whole world there's no other avengers helping out and the villain just kind of wants something for themselves not like yeah. world domination you know yeah it's one power yeah. <laughs> agnes just wanted yeah the some witch's power and she didn't really say for what she just seemed power hungry i i, I liked how they were uh setting up this thing where uh you know uh, she's gonna try try to take take Wanda's power and oh no it's too much power well I, I can hold it and yeah they, they like they went they were uh aiming towards that like you think that was going to happen that's a huge uh trope that's that's really stale and boring trope that they do all the time and in the end like no that's not what they were going for like they, they did something else that they set up during the the episode which you could see coming from a mile away like the the thing about the runes yeah because uh, they like really that. set that up for a couple yeah, episodes yeah. prior yeah know? i know but but for a second there i thought they were going to do the whole uh uh the, oh no it's too much power thing and i was the like, genie oh, from aladdin yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you want the cosmic power yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah and i'm glad they didn't do it but uh yeah. i don't know i like it I, I know people some people complain about the the fight scenes because it wasn't really a uh, a show about about action 
Mm-hmm. But I, I they I weren't big budget too. That was one yeah. complaint I saw. But like, what do you expect? It, yeah, they man, it's a TV show. Yeah, and, and I I like it because uh, I don't know. You just you just need some some action in your in your show. Like it's been eight episodes of of mostly uh, character development stuff, and mm-hmm. it's good that we actually got some some fight scenes to go along with. Yeah, it's pretty nice. I, I liked it overall. I think I maybe didn't like episode seven, which was the modern family episode. I think it was called mm. Breaking the Fourth Wall because nothing happened yeah. until yeah. the very end. And even then you're kind of like, well, that could have been a scene in another episode. Like, Yeah, I, I feel like it was dragged out a little too long because mm-hmm. like with everything that was accomplished could have been accomplished a lot quicker and didn't have to be nine episodes. It was all a setup for one joke on that episode too where Vision they're waiting for like this crew to go by and you know they stop and do road work and he's doing like the fourth wall breaking segment he's like wait well, why am I doing this and like leaves and that's yeah. the end of the episode it's like all that for a joke. Yep. <laughs> like, yeah, it was a weird choice. I mean, that was the same thing with Pietro. All of that just for a boner joke. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah true. I, I'm, I'm sure, like the people uh, that there are mad already took it personally. Yeah, yeah, that was. <laughs> yeah, I don't. They really set themselves up for failure on that one. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, we got a lot of very quotable lines that we're gonna see. I mean, if we were still in the MySpace era, they'd be in the bio of everybody, like with the whole, you know, you are my hope, you are my sorrow, most importantly, you are my love. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And- um, first of all, uh, for my anniversary, <laughs> I got my wife a WandaVision card, so I feel personally offended by your statement right here. <laughs> I, I actually uh, printed a uh, WandaVision uh, card for, for her for an anniversary. <laughs> he not, did. Not really what I meant, but. <laughs> he literally did. He sent it in yeah. Discord the other day. <laughs> and I'm you so just crapped all it? over it. Uh, it's just, yes, uh, uh, literally that quote you just said. <laughs> was it really? No, because that, 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 uh, that wasn't out already. Oh, I was like, man, that's a depressing quote to send your wife. (laughs) Nah, it was was something along the lines. You're my sorrow. (laughs) I mean, she is my sorrow, but but that's not what I write. (laughs) It was something along the lines of, you don't need to control my mind to make me love you or something like that. Oh, that's nice. That's not bad. And you had the one from episode eight as well with the... um, That was getting a lot of like love slash hate on Twitter as well, the... Uh, what is grief if not love persevering? I think is what the yeah. line was. Yeah, and a lot of people were like, "That's the best line ever." And a lot of people were like, "Watch more TV if you think that was the best line ever." But you know, you know, I could see both. Yeah. But I mean, could people, be on are, like, people are are very nitpicky. These yeah. days. I, I like the line. Like, I didn't think it was a yeah. big deal until I saw everybody quoting it online, right. and then I was like, "Oh, okay, well, whatever." Um, that was one division. <laughs> yeah, so that was the end of that. I think we, oh, I think we've been exhausted that topic. Yeah. That, that, uh, that's a solid nine out of ten for me. The whole series. Yeah, nine out of ten. Okay, yeah. Uh, I, I'll, I'll give it a seven out of ten. Oh, 
wow, just to be contrarian, I was going to give it an eight. It, was, it wasn't quite Mandalorian <laughs> levels of excitement for me, but it wasn't bad either. So, like, I, I, I gave know, it an I eight. Mandalorian. See, yeah. like, I, I give, like, anything that's a five. We also don't have, like, a good rating system that's like, yeah. standard yeah. between the three of us. Because, like, for me, five is anything that's, like, good that I'm glad, like, I'm glad I watched it. Probably won't ever rewatch it, but, like, I don't feel like it wasted my time. It's, like, a five. You know, that's seven. about right. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, a seven is, you know, it was good. If it's on, I'll happily rewatch it. I might put it on for background noise, but it, I'm not going to, like, think about it. It's not going to be a huge part of my life going forward. Like, Game of Thrones, for me, is, like, a solid 10, even though everyone hated the finale. All eight seasons, like, combined, some mm -hmm. of the greatest TV I've ever watched. So, like, that's a 10, in my opinion. Yeah. The 10? I've never watched Game of Thrones. I don't know. I, I find it very hard good. for a, a show to be a 10. Like, I have to go back and rewatch it, and I, I don't know if I would do that to any show. I, I wouldn't say it's a 10 because uh, the last season sucks, but I know Fred doesn't think this. I don't and think it does. As it a, does. It, as it does. We're, we're, we're going to make an There's entire segment. It. No, <laughs> it does. Like, you, you, uh, you yourself have have told me like yeah it was a bit rushed and that's well, enough no, to like, bring okay. it down to a nine at least i i think they rushed like one episode on season eight but you can't like because like one or two episodes were like subpar it doesn't discredit the last you know 10 years of that show that we watched it does <laughs> I can't wait to watch this show so I have any idea what you guys are talking about. <laughs> no, but you should. Like, I, I would recommend you watch. Yeah, you it. really it's, should. It's, it's a it's... very good show, and I wouldn't like. I wouldn't wish for me to not have watched the whole thing because I've watched the first it. episode probably four times and end up my my mind goes elsewhere and I'm like I must not like this show. No, I've you, tried. You, you need to like give it a good, honest like yeah. couple episodes because it, it's one of those. I mean, any good epically long series has a couple you know has some build up mm -hmm. it can't just launch right into it and it's it's very lord of the rings-esque and how like the story just steadily gets like faster and faster and crazier and crazier yeah. uh, because i mean george rr R. martin was obsessed with tolkien mm -hmm. so like it, it's very it's written and played in that way but as far as the tv show i still think game of thrones is probably one of the best ones out there because it changed like the it set the bar for mm modern tv i mean like one of the episodes was like half a billion dollars in funding like they set the bar crazy high plus i know that when uh tv shows were losing nielsen ratings like crazy game of thrones was the only one to stay to continue to rise somehow yeah. so yeah that, that says something i like it i yeah. think it's a perfect show Oh, All right, well, that was our Game of Thrones section. I know, right? <laughs> Three years too late. <laughs> we are, you know, like, we're going to get a lot of flicks. You have to clip this. Like, it's very I still very watch relevant. Game of Thrones clips. Like, to this day, I go on YouTube and watch them just because it's I'll, fantastic. I'll like, uh, I haven't read the books, so I like to watch uh, YouTube videos about the, the unexplored continents in the lore. So, yeah, so like, yeah. if you've read the books, I mean... Obviously, there's never a good book to like movie adaption or TV adaption, but like I think they did pretty freaking good because I've read all the books except the most recent one that came out. I haven't read it yet. Excuse me. Um, but I think it's really, really good. It follows them close enough. They leave out 
Unfortunately, they do leave out stuff from the book that I think is fantastic, but it's completely pointless in the overall plot line of the entire show. So I understand why they left it out because there's no reason to put it in. It's like, I think it was good. I'm going to anyway, keep this segment at the very end of the WandaVision segment on YouTube. So when people are watching it, they're like, what the heck are they talking about? <laughs> Why are these people talking about Game of Thrones? <laughs> Why is this dude saying the last season was good? <laughs> <laughs> we just got our show canceled. <laughs> Clickbaited. <laughs> yeah. I'll argue that I'm the gonna put the title. This is like WandaVision season finale review, and I'm gonna start it out with you saying that the last season of Game of Thrones was really good. <laughs> <laughs> and then Rick it. roll through the rest of it. <laughs> all right so let's go to the tech section we're gonna talk about the uh global hacking that happened yeah so uh, i've also noticed i start every single one of those with yeah so yeah anyway the other day it was announced that microsoft's exchange was hacked by a oh sorry well, um for dumb people like me, what's Microsoft Exchange for? Having never heard of it. Sorry, I had a Zoom pop up. Uh, so Microsoft Exchange, if you've ever used Outlook, that's what it is. Uh, Microsoft Exchange is a server-based application that large organizations host their mail and calendar service from. It doesn't sound very big and fancy, but when you think about how many people use uh, Microsoft Outlook, it is almost every single major business organization, school, hospital, everything in the world. Almost everyone uses it. Even you know, even when you have your own personal domain, it's usually done, done through Outlook. So you're talking one of the largest software, core software components of every major business in the world. And the patch or like the versions that were out apparently had an exploit in it and i'm not going to go like way off the deep end because it'll bore everyone but essentially uh they had an exploit where hackers could push um trojans or backdoors or they they basically could drop files through this exploit onto the windows server inside of your or this right the the microsoft exchange server inside of your organization and through that back door, they could drop different types of malware to, you know, further enumerate the network and, and, you know, continue into it. So basically, they found a way to open a door into your house, and from there, they could drop other things to further explore your house and steal stuff. And anyone who is running that version of... Um, Microsoft Exchange was vulnerable and probably targeted. And currently, the count is roughly 30,000 US based com uh, companies, and well over uh, hundreds of thousands of international companies have been um, targeted. And it's been attributed to China. A Chinese espionage uh, government funded group has been um, attributed as the ones who did it. And they are basically us in the cyber community are trying to figure out is this worse than solar winds or is it on par? And it's way too early to tell. I mean, we're still figuring out the damage from solar winds, which was another 
similar thing, but it's just with uh, the Microsoft Exchange, it's more common. So we're, it's probably going to be a lot bigger because everyone uses Microsoft Exchange in some capacity. Um, even if you're a small company and you use, you know, Outlook, um, Cloud, you know, Office 365 web services to do it, that's still hosted on a exchange somewhere so whoever's hosting that for you was probably hacked and the ramifications of this we won't know for a while it all depends on how good your security is and yeah it's it's bad like i don't know most people don't really understand like the scope of these because it's not tangible you know you hear on the news that like a volcano erupted and like killed all these people and blew up a country and you're like holy crap that was bad mm. But then you're just like, oh, okay, you know, Microsoft got hacked. Okay, and? And it's like, that's, you're talking trillions of dollars, like potentially trillions of dollars at risk because it's not just one person. I mean, banks, government agencies, you know, anything, like healthcare, all use Microsoft Outlook. And the, <clears throat> we keep getting lucky that the people that are hacking are, espionage groups they're after information they're after the data they're not after you know they're not some rogue terrorist organization that's trying to you know destroy things so we've gotten very lucky in the fact that all these massive hacks are being done by government agencies that are just trying to steal info but imagine if um i don't know if you guys remember not petcha the ransomware outbreak back in 2017 um so basically back in 2017 a hacking uh, hacktivist organization got their hands on some NSA leaked tools and released it onto the wild and WannaCry slash NotPetya was a form of ransomware and what ransomware does is it takes over the server and encrypts it and basically they send you an email saying give us you know a billion dollars and we'll give you the password and if you don't well all your data is gone and just like if your phone locked itself and someone changed the password on it how would you get into it you can't unless you have the password mm -hmm. and you know ransomware is very destructive it's probably the worst thing that can possibly get on a corporate network um maersk shipping company they had they got hit by it and it did billions of dollars to them they they had ships that were actually stranded out in the middle of the ocean because their satellite uplinks were killed like the ships themselves started having issues because of the ransomware um i worked for a company doing the response on it and it cost them upwards of a billion dollars in lost revenue i mean it was so bad badge readers wow. the phone systems were offline hell we had a um a refrigerator it was a wi-fi enabled refrigerator it was one of the smart ones that let you know like oh it's time to change the filter and <clears throat> it wouldn't work because the uh i mean it would, it would cool oh stuff, no but like, oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah like, like yeah like it, it was the refrigerator was dead because it got hit by ransomware like that's how crazy sophisticated this stuff is and did you see Project Red recently get attacked by that? Something yes. like that? They took all <clears throat> yes. the coding from all their like their game. Yep. <laughs> yeah, and so like we keep getting lucky that like all these massive hacks are being done by, you know, just uh, spy organizations for different countries and not oh. they're not they're not being done destructively because how, how do you know uh, in this case that it was uh, like the the hacking was done by China? So I'm about to like super nerd out here, but <clears throat> this is kind of what I do. I'm counting on it. Uh, yeah. So the 
just like any type of you know terrorist organization or any type of organization, people have kind of their 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 tools, their tip you know uh, tips and tricks, like the things they do most often. Um, <clears throat> you can tell how. I mean, I guess like looking at someone who does like construction work, there are some people that are super comfortable using a hammer. There are people that are super comfortable using a saw. And you can tell based off of the craftsmanship, you can tell who's done what. Uh, the same is to be said about the, you know, hacking community. There's different tools out there. And you can tell based off the level of sophistication, roughly where they came from. Um, Russia takes a very, very, very silent approach. Russia doesn't like to get caught. So Russian made tools <clears throat> or Russian attributed tools are stupid sophisticated. Um, you're talking um, APT28, which is the um, uh, FSB. I think I believe it's the FSB or at least the FSB's arm of hacking, uh, <clears throat> they have, excuse me, they have a tool a while back that was called Hammer Toss, and it was this crazy sophisticated tool where it would, you know, you, you would get malware on your computer via targeted phishing campaign. So you get an email and it was just like, hey, Clay, <clears throat> um, I sent you blah, here's a link. And like, you'd click on it and, or like, you wouldn't even have to click on it. You'd open the email and bam, it would download you know, evil stuff onto your computer. This malware <clears throat> worked by, it was pre-programmed to like beacon out, and I'm paraphrasing, so if by some chance some reverse malware engineer listens to this, they're gonna be like, well, he's totally wrong. Highly doubt they're listening to this though. But basically this tool or this malware would reach out to Twitter and find a randomly generated Twitter account. And on that randomly generated Twitter account would be a link to a um, imager web uh, page so you know, it would follow it there and you go to there and it would just be a random picture that picture had uh, embedded code inside the picture so you'd have to use steganography <clears throat> techniques to remove the code that code um, it was only alive for like you know 30 minutes so like the malware would get it go there get the code and then the Twitter account, that imager account, all of it would be deleted the IP addresses that were used to access those pages um like day of or registered to like random Russian front companies. And then the following day, those companies no longer existed. So you're talking about like every 24 hours when this malware would like beacon out, it was having a, uh, a you know, a company was being made, purchasing, leasing IP space, and then like getting rid of it the next day. That is very expensive. It's highly sophisticated. Random kids in their basement aren't making this. They don't have the capability or the resources to do that. So you could just tell based off of the level of sophistication that it was very well funded. Because that mm -hmm. stuff is very expensive. Yeah. Like you're talking so about buying IP space. Wouldn't, uh, for example, China uh, be able to make a hack and, and make it look like it was Russia, for example? They could. But so this is where you start getting into, you know, what they're comfortable with the the way the chinese like to approach things um china is very sophisticated in what they do but china is they take the approach of kind of a um, you know rioters in the street you know they they seize an opportunity and they take it or they see an opportunity so they take it so they take 
they they really are about kind of a smash or grab approach. Um, they wait till there's an opening. They run in. They they'll make noise. They don't care. They're just trying to see how much information they can grab as quick as possible and get out. Which is why this type of attack is very very indicative of something China would do. Because it was a gaping flaw <clears throat> that was being monitored. Microsoft knew it existed. They were working on patching it. And then before they could patch it, they got popped. And that's a very Chinese thing to do. Plus the tools that were found. Um, there are certain tools um, China likes to use. In fact, one of the tools, it's a web shell based attack. Super sophisticated, super easy. And it's... Um, almost always used by Chinese government. It is like their thing. It is so used by them, it's called China Chopper. That is actually the name of the malware that the community has given it. And if you ever find that on somewhere, it's a good bet it's China, just because they always use it. It'd be like walking into a battleground or like, you know, a modern day combat zone and seeing, you know, uh, you know, two, two, three rounds or like 308 rounds. American allied forces usually use two, two, three rounds. It's pretty like, you know, you can make a safe assumption that whoever was firing with this gun was probably American or American backed because these are like American bullets. It's the exact same thing in like the cyber field. Maybe it's because yeah. I think so much like a, a TV trope type deal, but I'm like, but what if it was like Tony Stark, you know, and like, He's, he's making it look like the bullets are coming from China when really he's having them smuggled in. And like, you know. <laughs> I mean, there are things that like happen like that. Because you say things like it's really obvious because it's very expensive. And I'm just like, well, there's like a billionaire over in Russia who's just like, I, I got all my money from hacking. <laughs> you know? I mean, that does, you know, sometimes happen. And like those hacktivists, you know, they're hard to find. But <clears throat> you can... I mean, it's just kind of like a cat burglar and like TV shows, like they leave a calling card. It, it, it's pretty much the same thing. Or like if you've ever watched like Hurt Locker or any like movie that's got like a bomb maker in it, they're always like, oh, like this is a signature mate. Like this detonator is just has this bomb maker written all over because he always makes them the same way. Mm -hmm. And you can kind of tell because like China always takes a very loud smash and grab approach. Russia always takes a very 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 sophisticated approach um, and then when it comes to you know if it's super 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 high level sophistication um but they get caught usually russia if it's just smash and grab i mean like china hacks into everything i mean they hacked into opm they they're like the chinese like j10 stealth fighter is a literal like carbon copy of the like f-22 raptor like everything about it is identical. It literally looks like it because they hacked into Lockheed Martin and freaking stole the designs. It's like, what are, what are we going to do? Sanction them again and again. <laughs> and like they, they make all the money. So they're just like, oh no, shame on us. Because like we indict their hackers all the time. The FBI would be like, oh, you know, Shen Wu has been indicted on 55 federal counts of hacking and cyber terrorism. And they're like, okay, and... We're not going to extradite. Have fun. Yeah, that, <laughs> like, that's that's what I'm gonna. Uh, I was going to ask about because how come uh, these countries do this, which which purpose purposefully and and very clearly was it was made 
by them, right? And how come they do this? They do all this this damage to United States companies, and there's is there a re retaliation of some sort? Not really. I mean, that's the problem, and it, that's also talk, like starting to get into like politics as well. But you get into a problem where, um, what can you do? I mean, you know. You're not going to go drop a bomb on a building in China or Russia because they hacked into something. Because, like, people don't... That's tangible. Like, okay, they hacked into, you know, 700,000 American businesses. Okay, meh, that sounds bad, but, like, no one cares. Oh, my God, the U.S. dropped, uh, you know, a thousand-pound JDAM on a uh, Chinese building and, like, killed a couple, like, two civilians by accident. Oh, <laughs> people all over the world would be so pissed at the u.s so like can't they, really do that do they hack them back at least or is, is there effort I mean, so this is this is on that line when it comes to america um the hacking capabilities of the u.s no one really knows what they are uh, by that I mean basically anytime there's ever some major incident in the Middle East or you know the Pacific theater and it's some crazy outlandish hack that no one can pinpoint where it came from because it's just so crazy it's one of those things where everyone just assumes it was the the US there's no proof there will never ever ever be any proof whatsoever that the US ever did anything and if like that's kind of like how they can tell it's like no one else in the world could physically do this. It is not physically possible to do what was achieved. Then that means there's only one country in the world that could do it, and that was the Americans. And that's oh, good. Yeah. I mean, so that's, they have the best tools for it. Yeah. I mean, like when, so um, I don't know if you guys saw on the news several weeks ago, man, it might have been a couple months ago now. Um, there was a nuclear engineer in uh, Iran that was assassinated. And no one took credit for it. Uh, the way the guy was assassinated was they, it was a drone operated or a robot operated um, machine gun mounted on the back of a truck. The parts were smuggled in piece by piece because the customs and like security there is crazy. And it was operated via satellite. So this computer, this robot with like a 50 cal was like rigged up to talk to a satellite with facial recognition software. So once it targeted, like it facially ID'd the, um, <clears throat> the nuclear engineer, it fired like seven bullets through the windshield of a moving vehicle, uh, striking only him. His wife and like two kids were in the seats like next to him and it shot him like seven times in the face. We might have to edit this a little bit, but um, <clears throat> you could tell like everyone knew just based off of the level of sophistication. There's only like one country in the world that can, you know, do that. And that was the Israelis. So like, it, you know, the Israelis were like, no, that definitely wasn't us. But everyone in the world was like, there's literally only one person that could do oh, this man. and it's you. Like this, it, this took a turn because I, I, I thought you were you were uh, building this up to say like oh yeah it was the U.S. But no, I mean, I'm just saying like the, the, there's certain things based off of like what's happening. You know, you, you can tell like who did something based off of how it was done, where it was done. If someone broke into Fort Knox and you know the the U.S. gold reserve and stole all the gold, you're not gonna think it's some random dude. You know, like, it's not going to be some random dude that, like, cooks meth in his, like, basement 
you know, Breaking Bad style. It's going to be some high-level funded organization that did it. And you, you can tell based off of what happened and how it was done as to roughly who did it. Right. You know, uh, when these uh, traceless hacks happen, no one knows who did it. It's actually Costa Rica. I mean, maybe. Yeah, it's the Costa Rican government. You, you don't uh, like. You're not he list hearing this from me, but it's what it is. This whole channel is just gonna go down tomorrow. <laughs> None of us are gonna. Like, they're gonna arrest all of us. We're just gonna disappear. The rest of this podcast is just me getting handcuffed and dragged out on camera. <laughs> all right. So, on a personal level, is there anything that we can do? to like protect our information from hacks like that happening so yes and no uh, unfortunately you know where there's the will there's the way if someone you know just like your house if somebody wants to smash your door in they're getting in i mean if somebody desperately wants to get into your house you could have a steel reinforced door and they could just drive their freaking suv through your window like if somebody wants in they're going to get in but you can do everything you can to make it harder. You don't, you know, don't leave your windows open, lights turned off, sign on the door saying, we're going to be gone for a month, by the way, our lock's broken, you know. So that's where the best practices, you know, don't use, because with this exchange hack, the big concern is they could put other stuff on there and they could branch out. They could, you know, they only got onto one server, but they could, drop Mimikatz. Mimikatz is a password scraper and they could get your passwords and then from there they could branch out to different servers and whatnot. Um, and that's usually how it happens because no one changes their passwords. Um, my entire job is paid for because people don't change their passwords. <laughs> if every single person changed their password every 90 days like we're supposed to, I would probably be out of a job. But no one does. I mean, literally, that's how almost every major incident happens is people don't change their passwords um just like i think it was like four or five weeks ago florida a water treatment facility got hacked into and they tried to poison the water supply and it was because the guy's password username and password had been stolen back in like 2017 and he never changed them and someone downloaded the uh the password dump file off of some sketchy website and was like well let's see if this works and that's that's how it, that's literally how it starts people go you know they share these stolen username and passwords and they get used by you know script kitties in someone's basement all the way up to the russian government so if you change your passwords literally change your passwords and more importantly se uh, segment your stuff meaning i have three four uh, email accounts that I use. I have an email account that is strictly my banks. Uh, the only things attached to those email accounts are my banking info. That is it. Um, it has its own password that doesn't have anything in common with anything else, you know, password generated. Um, then I have my personal email address that I give to people for, you know, like actual like emailing purposes. Uh, I have one that I put on like my resume that I put out to the general public. And then I have one for video games. And then I have one for just stupid things like Domino's rewards program. And you want to do stuff like that, even though it's kind of inconvenient because it keeps all of your stuff separate. Because, you know, if you have everything tied to one email account, 
I mean, like literally, if you have everything, bank, credit cards, iTunes, all of it tied to you, one email account, all you have to do is get that one email password and they have access to everything else because that's your recovery email for everything else. And odds are you're using the same password for all of them. So change your passwords, have different ones, stuff like that. My favorite part about these segments is like, not only is it our most viewed sub, like our topics, but like if people are just tuning in for the first time and they come to just these segments, you would think that we thought that like everything was the end of the world. And unfortunately they can't see you, but for those of you listening at home, he does all these segments with a smile on his face, like the whole way through. <laughs> like he is happy to tell you that the whole world just had all their stuff robbed. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I do it. This is my yes. job. I love it. S- smiling and, and stroking his beard. Yeah, stroking his beard. <laughs> and I know that this doesn't mean anything to you guys, but the gaps in between his sentences was literally him taking off his pants. <laughs> That's how excited he is for this. Yeah, topic. I don't know why. I don't know why uh, this keeps happening. <laughs> sorry, guys. It, it, it's what I do best. No, no, it, it's great. Yeah, like I said, most people like listening to it, so it's good stuff. But. Keep, keep I, I, mean, like, I mean it's just like the like the medical world like every single doctor in the world is like man if you just eat right and exercise 95 percent of your health problems would go away when it comes to like the cyber world um segmenting stuff and changing your passwords if you do that 90 like percent of the problems would go away hmm. and two-factor authentication that is a huge one if you have two-factor authentication and you change your passwords 99 percent of the problems in the world cyber world won't bother you so i actually recently had a friend get hacked the other day and somebody said on their tweet like if you use um two-factor identification uh not to use your cell phone as one of them is that true is that like a bad practice so that one is kind of a a touchy iffy subject not touchy just kind of there's a lot up there like up in the air for that um the the whole concept of two-factor authentication and i have to like nerd out a little bit is just different levels of security um most security is something you know i.e password so when it comes to security it's either something you know something you have or something you are uh something you know would be password or pin number something you have is two-factor authentication id you know if you've ever had to like badge into somewhere type in a pin something you have is the badge something you know pin number something you are is when you start getting into biometrics fingerprint you know your thumbprint scanner on your phone uh your phone's perfect example your phone has uh you know potentially all three of them it's got the phone itself Thumbprint is something you are, and then pin number, passphrase to get in. Now, when you have your phone, <clears throat> that gets a little iffy because if your phone is compromised, like if it's your phone that's been hacked, they potentially can get the, the code from it. If that's where you've been hacked and you're getting the code on your phone, kind of defeats the purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, no one's going to carry them around like my company we use and i don't have mine close enough for me to grab but i have a little rsa token and you could probably like 
clip that in there. It's just this little bitty key fob that, you know, literally sits on my keychain and it generates a new code every like 30 seconds. And that's how I type it in. And it's, hmm. you know, time, it's like time syncs, like the serial number on the back of mine. It's got the same like random number generator that the, the server has. So that's how it works. But you can't hack that. You're not stealing it. Or I mean, you'd have to like physically steal it from my body to use it. But with a phone, if you get, you know, if you open up an email on your phone that's got malware on it and you download the malware onto your phone, they can potentially, you know, steal your username and password because you're probably logged into, you know, Twitter from your phone. And if you use two-factor authentication, they can probably get the code off your phone as well. Mm-hmm. Now, the reason I say that's kind of an iffy thing, it depends on the app that you're using for two-factor authentication. And that's a whole nother subject that we could talk on for hours is it depends on how the app is uh, encrypted. I know that Google Authenticator is pretty freaking good. Um, It has its own like level or application layer encryption. So even if there is malware on the phone, they can't physically see it because even though like when you open your phone and you unlock it, it's presented on the screen. That's just a visual presentation. The data itself is still encrypted which I know that probably just like, but that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Like I went off on a tangent, but all right. I think that's all we got time for tonight. I think we've actually went over uh, like quite a bit. <laughs> so we're, we're, we're heading into two hours actually. So, all right. Uh, don't forget to find us on all forms of social media, especially Facebook, Twitter. Uh, we have a Twitch as well. It's all into the father verse. You can find us that way. Like and share this video. If you can leave a comment and also on Stitcher, Apple podcast. And what's the third thing that we're on? Uh, Spotify. 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 Yeah. I always forget that one. Yes. Leave yeah. a comment on it. It really, really, really helps us. So if, if you, you can just- send me $5, uh, that would be awesome as well. <laughs> yeah, that that's the other way you can help us is by leaving a comment, sharing this, or giving him money. So, yes. yep. all right. And we will see you guys next time.